0: Hi, welcome to my podcast. This is Jen and today I'll be talking about how my journey began with epilepsy. When I was around when I was around twelve or thirteen there was this one night before Prize Giving. I went to bed as normal. Next thing I know I'm screaming and I pass out, I blackout. I wake up, I'm in the hospital, and my parents tell me what happened. I don't really remember anything that happened the first time that occurred, but there are these like faint, faint, faint memories in my head, where I can kind of picture what my parents are going through. I don't know if it's just my imagination, It must have come from how my mother described what happened that night So I screamed out loudly that night and I passed out And according to my mom, she tried to bite my toe Because I'm Filipino and in the Filipino community We have the superstitious belief whereby If a person is undergoing sleep paralysis Which my mom thought was happening to me That you ought to bite the big toe Of the foot, yes So that's what she did So obviously the next day I woke up at the hospital And my toe was purple I was struggling to walk that whole day So that was the only time that happened that year And that was around 2010 if I'm not wrong 2011, I'm in grade 8, it happened again around the same time, the night before my price giving again, (laughs) Um, it didn't happen so much, just bad, as the first time it did, because I can remember that, um, I can remember being driven to the hospital, so I think I did wake up a bit right before reaching the hospital, and then reaching the hospital, I woke up. From then on, I went to a general practitioner and saw a doctor who put me on a medication known as carbamazepine of 200 milligrams and took that once a day. At nighttime, me not being so informed, I did not question anything to the doctor like what I should eat, what I should do, what I shouldn't be doing, how am I supposed to be handling my medication? You know important questions like that when dealing with medical issues, and I think we we do not take that into consideration, so up until grade 12, I lived my life like a normal kid. And I never had seizures while awake. All of my seizures happened while I was asleep, and the medical term for that is known as nocturnal uh, seizures. Yeah, nocturnal seizures is what they're called. So they would happen at least once a year, and I wouldn't be greatly affected by it. Because I'd have the seizure, but then I'd wake up and I wouldn't exactly be weak. So it it wasn't really much of a big deal for me. It only became a big deal in grade 12. When I had my first seizure while I was awake. I was about to prep myself for... I test that we were gonna write for IT. I just remember my body shaking vigorously and passing out, and then waking up to my parents asking how I'm doing. So, from two thousand and eleven to two thousand and Fifteen. Yes, 2011 2015. That's just how I lived life normally and not being greatly affected by epilepsy. I did an MRI scan in 2012, which the doctors at the public hospital known as Frey, did not say anything about it. When I mean they didn't say anything, I mean that they didn't find anything weird. So that was my life. So basically in high school, I wasn't greatly affected by epilepsy. It really didn't stop me. And I'm glad and I thank God that it was that way. When it changed was 2016. I gave my life to God and committed my life to serve Him wholeheartedly. And after doing that, things changed. I started having seizures at least twice a month. An average of, yeah, twice a month for 2016 alone I had more or less 20 seizures it it was so bad some days I would prefer not to go out other days I just didn't care. Because I would only go out for church events, like outreaching, concerts, worship stuff, revivals. Basically throughout that entire year I was only doing church stuff. Didn't really get into a nasty business until 2017 I guess. So... I've had to fight off epilepsy since 2011 up until now. Um, so last year, okay, before I get to that part, I didn't really, I still didn't really care much in 2016 even after all of those seizures that had happened to me, I still did not care about the epilepsy. I was doing all of the illegal stuff you could guess when it comes to epilepsy. and I mean illegal, I mean like, you know, illegal in the sense of epilepsy, not like illegal in me as in breaking the law. No, 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 no. Like, robbing or, like or killing someone. No, no. I don't mean those type of legal stuff. I mean, like, breaking the general epilepsy rules. Okay. So, during the year of 2016, yes, I was going to college. I was doing a one-year um, certificate for... Uh, technical support in IT rules I broke that year I was not taking my medication at a fixed time yes that means that throughout the entire year I was taking my medication haphazardly it means that if I were to I would normally take it um, because the directions was By my doctor, that I take my medication right before bed. So I'd only take it right before sleeping. And when I was here, and before going off to college, um, when I when I went off to college, I was staying at my aunt's house. So before going off to college, here at home, I would always sleep at a fixed time. So I would always obviously take my medication at a fixed time. So, I was doing the right thing without me knowing. I wasn't told that I had to take my medication at a fixed time. So, what happened in 2016 was I would often take my medication at different fixed times. Okay, different times at different fixed times. At different times, like sometimes I take it 9, others half past nine, ten, eleven sometimes eight if I would sleep that early. So, my body was now becoming, I guess, upset with the way I was handling it, and now the medication was not being as strong as it used to be. Uh, Spent a a holiday at my other cousin's place in Johannesburg and they almost had a seizure so my uncle tried to bring me to a doctor but obviously because I couldn't stay they couldn't continue tests on me but they just requested that I do blood tests to see if my medication blood levels are within the right uh, value and then Increase the dosage if it is too low Okay I said to you that guys that um, My seizures got worse in 2016 right Before that There's this thing known as an aura For people who are not epileptic An aura is a, a feeling, a sensation of when either you're having a light seizure or you're gonna bu- you're about to have a seizure, okay, so it's either a light seizure, an actual seizure or a warning that you're about to get a seizure so twenty sixteen I somehow developed it. I can't describe the feeling because, really, it's 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 something that the body knows, and it's not something that's easy to describe. But it's almost like a. My my view, changes from. Um, being awake type of visual to, a sleeping type of visual. So, when my visual changes like that, then I know I'm about to have a seizure. Okay, so throughout 2016 I've been fighting those things off And they would come and go, come and go, come and go Never really bothered me So I've only told you guys that I broke one rule Another rule that I was breaking throughout 2016 Was I did not have a fixed sleeping schedule So I was not sleeping enough Or was sleeping too late So I really didn't know at that time That that was an issue Another thing I was doing was I was Constantly drinking coffee And not just, you know, those weak coffees Like Rick Coffee No, I was Drinking those strong ones Like Nescafe Those Um Jacob's, those strong ones. And I would drink those every morning, especially because I would attend morning prayer. And then uh, what happens at morning prayer at church was that the men would gather together and have a cup of coffee before going to work. So I joined them in their conversations. And I'd have coffee with them. Imagine me epileptic and having coffee. Okay, fine. For some people, it's normal. They can take um, caffeine. Some people will not be affected, but generally people are affected by it. Um, it didn't really affect me until about a week of drinking it. So normally I'd only get like a seizure after drinking, but a week about a week after drinking coffee regularly. So it's not like I drink coffee now and then I have a seizure now. No, that's not what was happening. It was more like a build-up. Yeah, let me put it that way. It was just more likely like a build-up and then the seizure, seizure would come in. Another thing I would be doing was I was frequently partying with some friends. Okay, I wouldn't say frequently, but there were many nights when I was partying off with some friends. And we'd be up all, all night. And I mean all night, I mean like all night. So that was the peak of my seizures, 2016. Like that's when it really got bad. And when I, the only time I decided to get serious with it, Was last year. 2019. Yes. Imagine. Imagine. Nine years. Is it nine? Yeah, nine years. Is when I decide that. Fine. I'm gonna. Decide. Okay, fine. I'm gonna take this seriously. And find out everything I can find out about. Epilepsy. And what I can do but myself to figure out exactly what's causing epilepsy within my own body. Because I, mean, like, I didn't know what was triggering seizures within my own body. But before that I was working. I was working and yes, stress was kind of causing me to have seizures also, yes. Another thing that was causing me to have seizures was... My glucose level, and I didn't know that. Also, all of this I didn't know. Coffee, the caffeine, I didn't know. Uh, sleeping patterns, I didn't know. Um, taking medication at uh, appropriate times, I didn't know. Um, glucose levels, you know, needing to eat when you're hungry, I didn't know. Stress, I didn't. Okay, fine. I knew stress was a trigger, but everything else I didn't know, cause. You know, as a when you live life like a normal person you don't think that these things would affect you unless you're informed. Which is why being informed is very important to me at this point. And you know, just the focus of this entire podcast, but I'll discuss everything else in other sessions, but not in this one. It will be discussed in the next session, information about epilepsy, but for this session, I'm going to be just talking about my life with epilepsy. I took it seriously last year. I was being forced by my boss to take it seriously because it was somehow affecting my work because, like I said, I was getting auras, and sometimes these auras would stay, for like hours on end and they wouldn't end. I could have them like four hour for like four or five hours straight battling trying to figure out how to go against it. And I was letting myself get hungry on many work days. And I didn't think it affected me. Now put on top of that stress and I was always tired from work also. Working seven to five Other days, 7 to 7, working Saturday as well. It was not a conducive environment for me to work in as a person with my condition. And yes, I was heavily stressed. Well, my work was, I was a teacher. So 2017, I worked for two months, then I quit. I quit until 2018 after my mom had passed away. In uh July August I went back to the same place to work again, as a teacher I did the same things. Oli got serious about epilepsy last year, so last year um my uh, doctor changed my medication. I went from carbamazepine to Epilim. Slowly increased up until seven hundred milligrams. I was stable to a certain point. Last year, I had my worst seizures. Yes, I had my worst seizures last year. Last year, it was around my birthday. I developed a great concoction for the worst seizures to have for me. Friday night, we were having a stay-awake at church, which meant that we would be awake from 6... I mean, we'd be awake from... Yeah, yeah we be awake from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. the next morning. Uh, Friday is the day before my birthday. Saturday was my birthday. So 12 o'clock, midnight, we had our break, obviously. Uh, We celebrated my birthday. Six, uh, closed up, seven, got, uh, I was home by around seven or so. Saturday, I only slept two hours, so I was basically tired. I was straight sleep-deprived, basically. (sighs) I was sleep-deprived. And uh, I was sleep-deprived, yeah. But that same day, my boss had a party for me. Um, I forgot to mention my boss is actually also Filipino also. And she was my principal before. In primary school, she was my... uh, She was my principal in primary school. Uh, So she threw a party for me. So it was just us in the Filipino community having a party for my birthday. Okay, that night I went home late again. uh, Obviously Filipino parties go past, you know, a long time. So I was awake. I had some light sleep maybe got home around midnight, close to one, slept, but obviously I'm dedicated still I get to church work, so church, I wake up at seven, imagine only six hours of sleep still, not enough sleep for me, I'm at church, I'm really tired doing what I'm supposed to be doing at church, get home, okay fine, I sleep and I think, okay I'm fine, since I didn't have a seizure up until Sunday, I guess I'm fine, right? I should be. Okay, Monday I go to work again. Uh, okay, Sunday I do I do get enough sleep. And so Monday, in the back of my mind, I'm fine, I'm not going to get a seizure. Monday passes through, work day is normal, I didn't have auras even, so I, get, I said to myself, okay, I'm fine, nothing's wrong. Oh, here comes. 11 o'clock I I just wake up my eyes I feel it coming A few seconds in Maybe 20 seconds in And I'm having a seizure That's 11 o'clock Monday Monday night Uh, It's not unusual for me to have seizures at night Because that's normally when I do have my seizures At night or sometime in the afternoon So I'm not bothered by the time and I was expecting it to a certain degree. What I didn't expect was that I was going to get another seizure within the next six hours. So around five o'clock in the morning, I had another seizure. I couldn't go to work the next day. The seizure at five o'clock, I could not warn my dad at all that I was going to enter into seizure. I just opened my eyes and I got into it. My, okay, so, like I said, I changed medication. I went from carbamazepine to epilim. Um, I, I moved on to a new general practitioner, a new doctor who prescribed for me the epilim, and then he suggested that I see a specialist, a neurologist, yes. So, I see this neurologist in PE, and he prescribed me redilev redilev is a levotiracetum, I think that's the pronunciation of it, otherwise known as Generic Kepra. Yeah, Generic Keppra. Uh No, I do not have uh, anger issues, but I am a bit... Uh, more short-tempered than usual, or than before, but no, I don't rage out. Um, uh, luckily, yeah, I know those who are uh, who have epilepsy will say that I'm lucky to a certain degree. Um, I did an MRI. The MRI showed that I have actually got a scar. On, In my brain actually I've got a scar in my brain And since I have no uh, injury That I'm aware of in my past Brain injury Like you know A big car accident actually cracked my skull That is out of the question So the only thing is that It was probably during birth And we can't say because I'm adopted So no family history either and the uh, that scarring on my brain has also caused uh, my left side to be weaker than normal, otherwise my neurologist said that it is that I've got a mild form of cerebral palsy, yes, so it's almost like my left side has had a stroke, but not a very big one um it's not really noticeable in my legs or every other left part of my body but it's really visible with my left arm because I mean like we use our hands more than every other part of our body I guess Um, but then it is visible with the way that I walk that I do have a funny walk Uh, and my neurologist did say that yeah my walk is not like a normal person's walk, it is not really completely straight. I am like kind of bending over, like to. I'm like a duck or a penguin when I walk. And I wasn't offended by what he said because I mean, I've seen myself walk, and I and I do see it. So I was expecting him to say it, but I just needed clarity as to why that was happening and the scarring in my brain. And so the MRI showed. showed showed me the answers I was looking for. Um, So throughout my entire life, now that I've explained to you that I've had a problem with my left hand, throughout my entire life, I've been pushed and pushed and pushed um, to get my left hand to work just as good as my right hand. But, okay, yes, nothing is completely impossible, but um, it is a difficult task to do. Like, I couldn't get people to understand that my left arm is the way it is, and there's nothing I can do about it. Okay? Getting people to understand that, especially my parents, was difficult to do. But I just had to do something. So now that I've found the cause of this entire thing, I am trying my best to strengthen my left hand. It may be it may be a bit too late. At this point, it may be a bit too late at this point, some people would say, because now muscle stiffening and all of that. But you know, with God, nothing is impossible, right? That, with God, nothing is impossible. For those wondering, I am not completely photosensitive, but I am affected by uh, geometric shapes like stripes or... Check uh, checks, you know, repeated patterns. Yeah, I do get affected by those, but like flashing lights, uh, not really. Uh, they are somehow already, um, I'm kind of used to it already because I mean, like even at Filipino parties, we've always had disco lights, so lights flashing in my eyes. I had an EEG done. I was supposed to go back to, um, to get my results, but uh, obviously Corona happened so couldn't do uh do anything further after that but so far that's my journey with epilepsy that's my journey with epilepsy so far today's date is the 20th of may Last I had a, an actual seizure was October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So I'm close to eight months. I'm close to eight months. Next month it will be eight months seizure-free. I'm reaching a target of um, one year seizure-free. This I'm actually counting. And I'm recording every time I've had a seizure. Another thing that my doctor discussed with me is the type of epilepsy that I have. He said what I have is known as complex partial secondary generalized seizures, which means that I enter into an aura and the aura is one form of a seizure and then The generalized seizure is the kind of seizure that most people are aware about, whereby a person falls and the whole body is just shaking. Yeah, that's the generalized seizure. Um, Basically, what happens is in that form, um, the seizure happens in one side of my brain, and then it goes on to both sides. If it enters a generalised uh, phase, then it means that it has uh, reached both sides of my brain. So guys, that is the so far the story of my journey with epilepsy. How it started and where I am right now. The whole point of this podcast is that I want people to be aware about epilepsy. That epilepsy is different for each person. Each journey is different for each person. I want to break stereotypes. I want to break discriminations. I want to break whatever holds people with epilepsy back. Just to be fair. I've done this podcast on the wing. That means I did not really plan this. This is just my story coming out as it is. The great thing I want to thank God for is that I have never, ever, ever, ever had a seizure out of... Okay, let me put it this way. I've never ever ever had a seizure in public, in front of a massive a massive uh, amount of people. I've only had it ninety nine percent of the time at home, and one incident only in church. But but we didn't have a lot of people there. It was just uh, young adults, and most so it's mostly people that are part of the church and or active members of the church. And that I know of. So, you were basically a group of more or less uh, 25 people. Uh, That includes the pastors and the guest speakers. That was the only time I've had a seizure out of home. Otherwise, from 2011 to now, I've never had a seizure out of home. Apart from that one in church. So... Thank you guys for listening to this podcast please uh, listen up to the next one where I'll start talking about uh, most common stereotypes, discriminations that I'm aware of and what you as a person needs to know about epilepsy and how To deal with it. It's time for us to break the stigma. It is time for us to not be stereotypical. Because I know exactly what that pain is. Thank you.